the Bose Corporation. For over 50 years, leading the way in state-of-the-art home and automotive stereos, speakers, headphones, and now the Bose NCT1 noise-canceling toilet. Using patented state-of-the-art noise-canceling technology, the Bose NCT1 eliminates the disturbing and embarrassing sounds traditionally associated with toilet use, giving you and your household peace of mind. You know, I'm going to town at this very moment, but no one's any the wiser. Thanks, Bose. This could really help save my marriage. For number two, go with number one, Bose. You're listening to Questionable Material, produced in New York by Jack Helmuth and Brian Sack. QMPodcast.com. Everything Star Wars. I was wondering if you had... um... This is going to be a, a long shot. Do you have a, a Darth Vader? I'm sorry? Uh, do you have a Darth Vader? For, am I looking for a Christmas present for my son? Dark Vader. Dar- no, 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 no. This is a Darth? Darth. Vader. You know, the big menacing black, you, you know. Which episode is he in? The, uh, he's like the central figure. In, he may rank the most famous villain in cinema history he's in episode four and five and six he's the man of the big black suit who hold on hold on on. black suit i am your father uh geez uh hold on i'm drawing a blank um so you have the red like a red Mm. you mean red like a red jumpsuit and he has swords and he's immortal almost what he's a more he's a mortal guy in a red suit and he 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 can kill a lot of people. No, I think that's that's Deadpool. Huh. You think of Deadpool? Okay, Dark Vader. Uh, Darth, I'm talking about no, no Darth Vader. Darth this Vader. Is, uh, did I call the right place? Is this? This is everything Vader? Star Wars. Everything Star he, Wars. Yeah, Star Wars. Yeah, the, we're right off of Times Square. We're on Forty uh, Third Street. Right. Yeah. No, Darth Vader from the Star Wars movies. Right. The George Lucas Star Wars movies. No, no, yeah, George Lucas. Sure. Uh, yeah, I, I'm drawing a blank, honestly. Um. Four, five, the and six. The villain from the Star Wars movies. I know. You I'm, have an action figure right. for my son. Yeah, I'm trying to... We have action figures galore. Like, we have all the f- action figures. Great. I'm Read me a few sh- of the top action figures on your shelf. Let me see if I'll take one of those. Uh, Guy Joe? No, that's... No. That's G.I. Joe, and he's definitely not in Star Wars. Okay. Uh, there's oh, We have Speederman. He's like in a red and blue... A uh, leotard-looking thing. I, I'm not even sure who that is. Spiderman. No, that's okay. That's Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Gotcha. Right. Right. Of course. I was pronouncing. Yeah. It no, that's uh, big time. Not Darth Vader. He's I, a man who got bit by a spider and gained its powers. Okay. Which, which episode? Which episode is that? Because that's that's we can probably narrow it down to where he's okay, fighting Darth, Darth Vader, Vader, who I'm looking for. The guy in a all black suit with a Darth, red lightsaber. Wait, you're saying Darth, right? Not dark. Yes, I'm saying Darth. Darth. D-A-R-T-H. That's a weird one. Okay. Not weird. This is the most common name for a Star Wars villain in all of all time. Because you would think like so, a villain would be dark, like Dark Lord, you know, like Dark Jenkins or something. You, Darth is just kind of a, it's, it reminds me of Garth Brooks, who's a, who's a rock and roll star. 
Okay, forget it, forget it, forget it. Let's move on. Okay. I, I just need to get any. I just need like I'm one toy short of finishing Christmas shopping, and I just need this to be over with. Okay. Do you have a stormtrooper? Yes. Great. Um, I. His name what is. Size and how much is it? Well, they're they're a figure size, whatever you call those, it's about you know four and a half inches or so, five inches. Yeah, action figure size. Yeah, action Great. figure Perfect. size. Uh, his name is Iron Man, <laughs> and he's okay. a stormtrooper. Um, mm -hmm. he's, you know, he does, he's, does all the, he fights. He's like a fight. He looks like a soldier to me. Yeah. He is a soldier for Marvel, which is different than Star Wars. He's not a Star Wars figure. He's not a Star Wars figure. That's right. Have you not seen the Star Wars movies? Hey, we're everything Star Wars. I mean, I've, I, we eat, live and breathe Star Wars. I mean, you know, it's right, just, but I mean, you, you got to give me a few memory hiccups. You know, it's been a, it's been a while since I saw episodes four or five and six and and Good. stuff so uh -huh. um well why did they hire you for this job i needed one and um, did they ask you if you've seen the star wars movies yeah of course i mean it's a story everything star wars of course they're gonna ask me that question what'd you answer yeah okay is there anything else you want we got i mean i'm looking around the place we are filled with action figures we have lego sets we have models. We have everything Star Wars. So you, okay. you just let me know I, what you want. I'm happy to oblige. Maybe we don't have Dark Vader. Maybe we don't have Stormtrooper. Poor boy. Oh, wait. No, that's a mandolin. No. <laughs> Did you try to buy a bunch of Mandalorian figures and just get stuck with a lot of mandolins? Yeah, we have 4,500 mandolins. Yeah. Okay. I, I just got to go. Live long and prosper, sir. I'm glad I could help. You didn't. You're the worst. May the force like you. Nope. Hey, Brian. Um, oh, 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 oh. What? Oh, would something funny happen? No, I sat on attack. Oh, why? That's a, an interesting sound to make. I normally I would I would say ow. I yeah. would probably cur curse like my daughter. I would uh, do all sorts of things. Yeah, well, that's part of my syndrome. Oh, what syndrome do you have? Strange response syndrome, SRS. Oh my gosh, that's terrible. I, I'm not familiar with a lot of the, the symptoms of SRS. It is It is basically, uh, it's a faulty response mechanism. It's something to do in the brain. It, it, it results in uh, unusual responses uh, that, that would seem out of the norm for the average human. But for someone suffering from SRS, it seems completely normal. I, I totally understand. And I'm, gosh, I'm so sorry that you have to deal with that. Well, then I I'll kick your ass you if you bring that up again. Oh, jeez. Okay. That's was a strange one. This is, this is perfect. I, I hope you don't mind. I'm so interested in you. I, you know, I just, I can't get enough of you and learning about you as a person. I was wondering if I could just ask you some, um, maybe if I could say something and, and I would just love to hear how you typically respond in your life so I can just understand the affliction more. Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, Hey Brian, you're under arrest. You going to eat them apples? Mm, yeah, that's, that's a strange one. Yeah, it's weird, That's, right? It's not it's not normal. I know that. Yeah, of course. Well, or let's keep this in like with your home life. You've just had um a couple glasses of wine each. You and your wife are cuddling by the fireplace and you feel like it was the first 6 months that you guys knew each other. You're like, "I can't wait to rip this woman's clothes off." And she leans over and whispers to you and she says, "Brian, make love to me." What do you respond? What's inside of coconuts, babe? 
That's got to be hard for her. That's she doesn't that like, feels like it. A mood killer. Yeah, it is, and she, it's 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 ruined many of our anniversaries. Oh God, I'm so sad. She should probably eventually. That's on her more than it is you. Like she's got to stop asking you that. Yeah, I mean, I I'd like her to. You know, she's accommodated my ADHD, and I don't see why she can't accommodate my SRS. Let's see if she can like word it just a little bit differently, and let's see what responses she gets. Um, Brian, take me now. General Custer, the coast is clear. I want you to rub your fingers all over me, Brian. How to make the perfect Negroni. <laughs> um, kiss me like you've never kissed me before, Brian. Let's add another log to the fire, cowboy. <laughs> okay. Um... We just heard from the hospital and, and your mother passed away. <laughs> oh, gosh. That, that one breaks my heart. Yeah, it broke my heart, too. It just didn't seem like it. No, not at all. When your um, mother passed away. Yeah, no, it was very upsetting. But it was hard to convey that through the laughter. Right. Brian, would you run out to the grocery store for me, babe? Excuse me? Okay. Um, how about this? Uh, Brian, we're out of milk. You're out of love. Oh my God. Yeah. That had to be tough for the first few years of the kids. Yeah. They, I mean, there, there was a lot of, a lot of confusion for the kids, mixed messages. You know, they would constantly run to their mother. Does daddy not like me? Is But um, they learned over time that our SRS is a thing. Okay. Um, well, speaking of the kids, I was going to ask you, um, daddy, happy father's day. Brown noser. <laughs> Man, that's, that's tough. Well, at the hell of an affliction, Brian, is there anything you can take for it? I'm going to cap your ass. Okay. <laughs> hey, Brian, I know you are big time into the holidays. I sure am into the holidays, Jack. All of them. Yeah, but really more Christmas. Yeah, I like Christmas a lot. You sort of know all the sort of hot uh, items that are sort of for sale for, for Christmas, sort of the, the, the top, the top sellers for this year's Christmas season. As we record this, it's only uh, 10 days away uh, for Christmas. Yep. By the time we release it, it'll just be uh, eight days until Christmas. Right. And so that means there's still time for people listening to go out and get these items that you're going to tell us about. This is definitely the last chance for listeners to get out there and get these, these gifts that are going to be, you know, if they haven't sold out yet, people at home who are listening, even in your car, you're going to want to get out a piece of paper and a pen or something to write this down because these are going to be really fantastic gift items. First one I want to know about, Brian, um, is um, is uh, Milton Bradley's tattoo machine. Yeah, it's the Milton Bradley tattoo machine. Mm -hmm. uh, and the object of the game is to uh, tattoo your friend. And so you draw <laughs> okay. cards. The cards have patterns. And oh, after fun. you've acquired five cards... Uh, you put them together and that's the pattern you draw on your friend. But wow. here's the catch. Okay. It's a tattoo machine, but that little needle. Yep. Also delivers the COVID-19 vaccine. <laughs> Whoa. Yes. So here's the genius that Milton Bradley is. Uh, and he's a person who, who lives in Wyoming. Um, he thought kids don't like needles, right? Right. They don't want to be dragged into a doctor's office and given a shot. Nobody likes shots. Why? But they love tattoos. Kids, yeah, they do. Kids love tattoos. And so he thought, why not 
put the vaccine in the tattoo needle. The kids are having fun. They're tattooing one another. And while they're doing that, they're immunizing each other against COVID-19. What is more brilliant than that? Uh, I mean, it feels a little unethical perhaps, but I, you know, right now I might, I might take it. Yeah. Well, you better hurry. Cause I think those things are going to sell out quick. Is it a little unethical? The ethics of it was questioned and sure. it's been sent to the federal ethics commission uh, to be checked out. It's like the FDA, but they do ethics for toys. And okay. we have not heard back from them. They're really, they're way behind. So we will find out later whether or not it's ethical. But right now it's $29.95 on Amazon. That is really cheap. It is. And it comes with two COVID-19 uh, immunization tubes. Wow. Yeah, vaccines that's, come in tubes. I mean, that's just a good price for anybody. I yeah. mean, you shouldn't even... Yeah, that's a, what a great way to score some early vaccine. Absolutely. That's why a lot of the frontline workers can't get the vaccine because Milton Bradley has connections with Pfizer. Okay. Well, that was my next question is, is Milton Bradley making the vaccine as well, or they're getting it from a, an, an outside source? Well, Milton Bradley has a lot of expertise in medicine. As you know, they produce operation. <laughs> And that goes mm -hmm. way back. So uh, they consulted with Pfizer on the vaccine. Oh, so they consulted and, and made it themselves. They consulted and made it themselves. Yeah, there are little differences. Um, there's more Play-Doh uh, in the Milton Bradley vaccine. Okay, more Play-Doh. Yeah, every Play-Doh can says non-toxic. Mm -hmm. And um, it's the best way to administer the vaccine to kids who are afraid of needles unless they're tattoo needles. How efficient is the vaccine? Well, uh, if you look on the box, it says players two to four, game time 10 to 20 minutes, and okay. efficacy uh, 83%. Yeah, that's not bad. For for a toy manufacturer who puts uh, Play-Doh into his vaccines, yeah. that, that's not bad. It isn't bad. Any side effects? Um, so uh, the next uh, item I want to talk about uh, is uh, is the cat warmer. What? What, why, why does someone need a cat warmer and what is it? What does it do? Well, uh, they, the sharper image makes the cat warmer and they thought, you know, cats, what do they love the most? They love warm spots. We all, anybody who has a cat knows that the cat will like, will sit on the dryer. If the dryer's on, the cat will sit near the fireplace. If the fire's going, uh, it likes to be curled up in a warm spot. It loves radiators. Cats love warmth. Well, mm -hmm. sometimes you can't always provide that warmth for them. So why not a little space for a cat to cozy up in that is also a microwave? <laughs> so mm -hmm. you huh. have the cat warmer is basically a little space. It's got a knob, cat warmer or microwave. <laughs> it's a great idea because it, it, it kills two birds with one stone. It allows you to warm up your cat. Or microwave dinner. The thing is, you got to watch the button. Got to right. make sure it's set to the right thing. And it comes with a 25-minute tutorial uh, DVD that really shows you how to operate the cat warmer so that you're either warming your cat or dinner and not vice versa. Why? What happens in the reverse? Your cat will explode from cooking <laughs> from the inside. Okay. Um, uh, that, that's going to be on my maybe list. I don't care how popular it is. That's, it's very interesting. 89.95, sharper image. 
Okay, maybe I'll take it. You know, it's so funny that you bring up the sharper image because my next item that uh, I have on my list is, um, it's a strange one, but it's it's from the sharper image. It says here, let me take care of your wife from the sharper image. Oh yeah, let me take care of your wife uh, is a sharper image product. Yep, it is. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a gentleman named Brad Simonson. Okay. Uh, as you can see from the photographs, he's tall, he's muscular, he's olive skinned. Oh yeah. Oh God. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, good looking gentleman. He speaks 12 languages fluently. Okay. Uh, he's versed in the Kama Sutra, uh, all pay, all pages of it. And, uh, and he will uh, take care of your wife. He can, he will uh, engage her in conversation. He's, he's a polymath. He's very well read. <laughs> uh, he will engage your, your wife uh, cerebrally, physically, emotionally. He'll provide all the things that an average husband cannot. Yeah. I mean, I, any of those things you're saying don't even make sense to me. Like I don't even, I don't even understand what you're saying. Right. And as you see, so, uh, and you can book him for a month, uh, six months or a year. That seems like a big commitment. So you can't just have him come over for one night. No, what you haven't learned is that women aren't into that. You should know oh. that by now. Yeah. He has to build up a relationship with her. Oh, good luck. Yeah. So, okay. So, so Brad comes over yeah. in the, those first days and what does he do? Where is he living? Does he, you know, is he from, you know, eight to five and then goes to a hotel? What, what, what are we looking at? It's really on her schedule. He's very, very accommodating. He comes with a pair of matching pajamas that he presents to her at the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, he assists with cooking if she needs help. If she wants him out of the kitchen, he'll stand outside of the kitchen. Uh, but he's always at the ready. He's never checking his phone. He's always available. Emotionally, physically, and cerebrally. And a lot of times when my wife is talking about her day, I... I mean, I zone out. I can't even, couldn't even tell you what she does for a living. What, I mean, does he, does he listen to all that nonsense? He listens, he absorbs, he nods his head. He agrees when he's supposed to agree. He disagrees uh, very seldom, but when he feels like he should, if, if she's leaning him towards disagreeing, like testing the waters as sometimes happens. Yeah. Uh, and he's, he's very well educated, very well read. So he always has a very logical response to anything she says. And, and he's always in the mood if she's in the mood and if she's not in the mood, he's not in the mood. And really uh, for what you're getting, he's phenomenally good for your wife. Uh, For the extra $500, you get a penis. See that there's always there. They'll get you one way or the other. Yeah. Yeah. See, I bet, you know, I might go not and just pretend I didn't know that part. That's what a lot of husbands like to do. That way they kind of feel like they get the best of both worlds. And then she gets all worked up and she's like, well, something's got to do. Yeah. But then, you know. God, what what I wouldn't give for something's got to do sex. Well, that's why there's a lot of scissor videos on YouTube. (laughs) On YouTube, you say? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, those are, I assume, gift wrap videos. Yeah, they're they're un- they're unboxing videos. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um. 
if my wife falls asleep from having too much wine by about 830 at night and she's just asleep in the chair for four hours, anyway, that Brad will, you know, will he lay with me? I mean, really, Brad's a dude, so all it takes is a little touch. <laughs> all right, man. Well, um, maybe that one winds up being like a bowling ball where you, you get it for her and, you know, you're going to just get just use it yourself. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, I was wondering if you could tell me about um, uh, Chinese air purifier. Because, I, you know, I, I Googled air purifier because mm-hmm. Betsy, my wife, um, had said something back in September about wanting one. So I'm like, aha. Uh, so so I wrote down Chinese air purifier because it was so cheap and I'm looking to save money. Yeah. So what what is that? Uh, it's a woman named Wai Lo. <clears throat> and she will come to your house uh, with a Q-tip that's been dipped in bleach. <laughs> and I think it speaks for itself. <laughs> so she So she goes through your house and cleans all the air. <laughs> so... She takes that Q-tip dipped in bleach and she'll run around your house waving it, (laughs) waving it and waving it frantically. It looks like she's going crazy, but she's actually just doing her job very well. (laughs) That might be kind of fun to open and just see it happen at Christmas. Kids love it. Get rid of it. Kids love it. (laughs) They say stuff like, who's that crazy grandma? (laughs) Like it's adorable to them. Yeah. It sounds sort of funny. Is she any danger to the kids? Uh, not really. She's half deaf and she's kind of in her own world. She's obsessed with that Q-tip uh, covered in bleach and making it touch every inch of airspace in your house. Uh-huh. Gosh, you know, I, in my head, I was thinking that would be some sort of machine. So that's a little bit of a surprise. Yeah, I know. A lot of people say the same thing. Because <laughs> the, the picture on the brochure, it shows a, just a square looking air purifier. Uh-huh. What they don't realize is May Lo is inside of it. She's been smuggled from China and she's going to burst out the moment she hears the wrapping come off. How many May Lo's were they able to ship? 450,000. China's got a ton of people. Yeah, I think I read that somewhere. Okay. Um, well, that's, that's something for the list, I suppose. Yep. Uh, you can get that from newegg.com. Uh, okay. Good to know. Um, this is strange. I've been dying to ask you about this. Prince's last words. Yeah. Prince's last words. Yeah. The, the, the we're talking about the rock star Prince. Uh, yeah. What, Prince, his last words. What, what, what does that mean? What? Well, he was recording an album at the time of his death. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. And, uh, so he was basically doing his Prince thing, playing guitar and singing. And, and then he said, I don't feel so good. What's up with that? And, and then you hear him stagger back and hit the drum set. And uh, that has been turned into a song. Uh, it has not been released yet. That's because it's, there's only one copy of the song and it's going to go to the highest bidder. This oh, is, okay. This is on eBay. This is a perfect gift for your Prince fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's a one and only, and they can do whatever they want with this track. Right now, it's been bid up to four hundred and twenty-two dollars. There's okay. another another money. four days to go on the auction. I imagine okay. it's going to get somewhere into the thousands. Wow. Um, I assume you have it right there. You could play it for me, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's so let's listen to um to Prince's last words and see if this is worth the money. 
This is going to sound crazy to you, but um, that doesn't sound all that much like Prince, but maybe it's just because he was under the weather. He was not feeling, he was under the influence of uh, drugs and the drugs that killed him. Yeah, they sure did. Well, the, that's, that's difficult to listen to if you're a fan. It is. I, I was a huge fan back um, even before he changed his name to that symbol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's when he was a better musician. That's a very um, interesting uh, gift. Um, I'm, not quite, I'm not quite sure I'd even call that a song. Yeah, no, it's not really a song. That's why it's only up to $422. Hey, Brian. Yes? You're a bit of a Christmas song expert, wouldn't you say? Uh, yeah, I've, I mean, I've listened to Christmas songs ever since there was audio. Right, right. So... I mean, right, right there. It's it, you, you already feel overqualified to talk about this. Yeah. I, I know you, you know a lot about, uh, especially Christmas songs. I do. I love Christmas songs. And, you know, from uh, the moment we finished the last piece of Turkey mm-hmm. on Thanksgiving, I bolt out of the dining room and, and I turn on the radio in the living room. I set it to the Christmas station. I set it at the highest volume setting and it does not turn off until New Year's Day. Huh. Okay. Then that sounds lovely. Well, I was wondering if you could sort of talk to us about some, um, some of the songs themselves, some, about uh, some secrets about, you know, the songs when they were recorded about the artists, mm-hmm. uh, just sort of tell us about some classic Christmas songs that I know we've all been singing over these last few weeks. Yeah. So, you know, Brian, I think my all time favorite Christmas album is, um, white Christmas by yeah. Perry Como. Sure. I was wondering if you could sort of tell me a little bit about I don't know. I mean, you know, are there stories about making that album or about some of the songs on it or what Perry was like when he was recording? You know, what can you tell me? It's fun to sort of know, you know, some history that way when you're listening to the songs, you can sort of think about what life was like in the studio. Yeah. Well, uh, the White Christmas album was, the song was inspired uh, by Perry Como. He was down in Alabama and he saw a water fountain. This was in the fifties. And okay. he saw a water fountain that said colored only. Mm-hmm. And he thought, how unfair is that? <laughs> they get their mm-hmm. own water fountain. And so he started thinking about, it. he's like, they can have their own water fountain if they want, but I'm going to have my own Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and so he went back to the studio uh-huh. He went back to the studio and, and he came up with this album, uh, White Christmas. And he said, <laughs> and he, and he turned around and he said, take that racists. <laughs> so he was a real, uh, you know, uh, he was sort of one of the first, um, uh, like singers singing about equity. He, he was putting his foot down and saying enough with this racism stuff, people. Wow. So yeah. he was a real social justice warrior. He was, he was, he got up in the front of the bus and he turned around and he said, I can have my Christmas too. Uh-huh. And, and what, what, what they say back to him? Not much. Cause they're afraid to, they were going to get beaten up by the police. <laughs> 
That's smart. I wonder if he sort of noticed that, that the no response came from the back of the bus. He just assumed that they agreed with his message. <laughs> Perry Como. Perry Como. Well, there you go. Um, uh, so, you know, one of the all-time more recent, probably the most popular, I'll say recent song, which is by, by a modern artist, has got to be uh, All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey. Yes. And you said that it, you'd, people would be shocked if they knew who she was singing that about. Yeah. yeah. So go ahead. I mean, this is your chance. Go ahead and spill the tea, as the kids like to say, um, and, and tell, us, tell us all about this song. Uh, well, I don't know if you know, but she is a f- fanatic knitter. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, Mariah Carey, she knit. When she's not performing, she knits. She knits and knits and knits and knits. And she needs wool. Wool, of course, comes from sheep. Yeah, I know. Baby sheep. You know what they're called? Yeah, you. Oh, my God. So this song that people have mistakenly believed is some kind of romantic ballad (laughs) is actually about her insatiable desire for yarn. (laughs) From baby sheep. She doesn't want old sheep yarn. She wants you yarn. God, so... so not only is it not romantic, but it's kind of messed up. Yeah, she's she insists that baby yarn is is just better. Oh God. Yeah, and the other thing is, uh, after the the sheep are sheared, she has them slaughtered. <laughs> Why? No reason. She doesn't like what? lamb. She doesn't eat it. That's insane. She and- t- she ties the carcasses to the back of her Cadillac. And then speeds down the Canadian highway. <laughs> why is she in Canada? And why is she driving a Cadillac? I don't know. I think she lives in Canada. And she loves American cars, even though they're traditionally not that good. <laughs> okay. Well, so what now I know that you said there were a bunch of, and this never even dawned on me, but you said there were a bunch of uh, missing lyrics from that song. That would someday make sense. Well, now that I get what the song is about, can you tell us some of the cut lyrics from that song? Yeah. Nothing is better than you in a sweater. (laughs) You've got my back. I've got a Cadillac. (laughs) Well, she's really getting all of her life story into this one. Go. Okay. Anything else? Sure. Look at the North Star. Now look behind my car. <laughs> That's where they would see the sheep carcass. So they would see the sheep carcass that she's towing. I mean, that, you know, that takes all the beauty out of the song. Yeah, totally. It's, that's that's a, you know, they say behind every great song is a great editor. Yeah. And, they, they, and they, they cut that out. They're like, Mariah, Mariah, you can't, you can't do that. We can talk about sheep. You can sing about sheep. All I want for Christmas is you. Fine. But when you start referring to the, to the, you know, carcasses, you're dragging behind the Cadillac, let's not do this to ourselves. And she, yeah. she's very smart and she took their advice because that song would not be what it is now. No, no, yeah. not at all. Yeah. You said there was, um, you said there's a really uh, interesting song about the, the song, Do They Know It's Christmas from, yeah. from Band-Aid. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm always interested in these sort of group uh 
songs when all these celebrities come together. Cause you know me, I, I love celebrities and I love groups and it sort of is the perfect combination for me. So can, what can you tell us about, you know, do they uh, know it's Christmas well, by um, Band-Aid? The song of course is, it's, it's classic and uh, it's very nice, except uh, they were completely unaware that the people they were singing about were not Christian. <laughs> so they had no clue it was Christmas. Yeah. It was a little presumptuous. Gosh, I, that seems true. It's like me, you know, showing up in Shanghai going, don't you speak English? Why don't so, you speak uh, English to me, people? Because you look at who's in this thing. I mean, Paul McCartney and yeah. David Bowie. Yeah. and Michael I mean, Jackson. No, that's. Um, Bono. I don't see. Yeah, Bono. Exactly. Boy George, George Michael. Uh, it just seems like. And not a single one of them realized that they actually don't know that it's Christmas because they don't celebrate Christmas. So, so really, so that song is taken by, by, by those people as, as a real, um, affront. Yeah. Cause they're like, no, I have no idea what you're talking about. It's like, you know, if I showed up in Senegal and started going like, Hey everybody, it's the 4th of July. You know what I'm talking about? It's the 4th of July. Hey, why the weird eyes? It's the 4th of July. Stop looking at me like I'm crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I do. You saying that, uh, well, it feels like that's was done so well that it, it feels like it happened. It's a key reason why I can't go back to Senegal. Yeah. <laughs> you know, one of my favorite songs has got to be um, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yeah. It comes on and you just, you can't help but sing it along. The kids know all the lyrics. It's fun. You know, yeah. when the family's in the car. But, um, you know, what, what do I need to know? What, you know, maybe is there a story I can tell the kids about that song? Yeah. It's actually based on, on this, of, on Rudolph Stevenson. Okay. I don't know who that is. Rudolph, he's, an, he's a guy who, he moved to Los Angeles to become an actor. Okay. And he had a red nose cause, um, from a skin condition <laughs> and he would go on auditions and all the casting directors would mock him and. All the other actors would mock him and laugh at him and call him stupid names like Red, Red uh -huh. Nose and Loser and everything. And then he got cast in a film uh, about the fall of the Soviet Union and playing Boris Yeltsin, who had a, had a famously bright red nose yeah, because right. of alcoholism. Sure. And uh, he became huge overnight. Huge. Oh. Wow. And suddenly he was a celebrity and then suddenly everybody wanted to be his friend. Right. And then they allowed him into the, their, their clicks. They were users, a very, very Hollywood song. You know, it's a very, yeah. you know, we don't it sounds care it. until you're somebody, until you're famous, we don't want to be bothered by you. The moment this dude, you know, gets his big role, uh, he's suddenly a big thing. And now everybody wants to be his friend. Huh? Yeah. But what they don't tell tell you is that he spends the rest of his life suspicious that all his close friends are actually just using him for his celebrity. And that, right. that so results I, in, in drugs and alcohol and an so early becomes, death. And an early death. Yeah. They don't. Jeez. Oh, yeah. And um, so that's, yeah, he so, basically lived and died like Boris Yeltsin, ironically. <laughs> I mean, that is, that is ironic. I'm it's, it, it's troubling that, um, First of all, a song that's been like, was Boris Yeltsin really a big thing back in the fifties when the song was written? They saw it coming. 
Right. I mean, obviously we were spying on the Russians a lot back then. So I imagine this information was readily available. Yeah. Yeah. They, they were really good at predicting the future. Huh. I back. That is when America was on its game. Yeah. Gosh. Good old Boris Yeltsin Christmas song. Yeah. Boris Yeltsin. It's based in Boris Yeltsin. That's really strange. Yeah. I was wondering if I could go old school for a second. And I was thinking about it, one of those, a really old song. Do you remember um, All I Want for Christmas is My Two Front Teeth? Absolutely. Is there anything sort of like um, anything interesting that we should know about that song? Well, yeah. I, I, a lot of people think that it's about a little kid mm-hmm. who is, you know, wants to whistle. Uh, it's actually about crystal meth addiction. No. It what? is. Yeah. Yeah. The oh. poor guy, he lost his teeth. He lost his wife. He lost his kids. But in a testimony to his desire to to whistle and wish you a Merry Christmas, uh, he just wants his two front teeth back. He, he's okay with <laughs> losing the wife and kids. That's, I, I guess the drugs will give you a strange set of um, priorities. You know, I, I guess I, I've heard that. I, I have not been addicted to crystal meth. I've wanted to. It's on my bucket list. But, um, yeah, it's, it's just, it, it changes the, the nature of the song. Yeah, it does. I mean, it makes you think about it. You know, it's, it's not as whimsical. It's more of a tragedy. But this poor guy lost his teeth. From doing so much crystal meth. From doing so much crystal meth. Well, uh, disrupted his, his whole life. He, he lost his job, his family, his teeth. But all he wants for Christmas are those two front teeth. So that he and, can and- wish you a Merry Christmas. And God, what's so tragic, you know, it's so sweet to think about it as a young child where those teeth will come in. But for this guy, those teeth are never coming back. They're not coming back. Like th- that Christmas wish won't come true. There, there aren't a lot of songs in the radio about wishes that are predetermined to not come true. Right. His baby teeth are long gone. His adult teeth are now gone. I mean, his best hope would be for implants. But for a guy who's addicted to crystal meth. He doesn't have the money for he that. He doesn't have the money for that. Because yeah. the minute he gets a dollar, you, that goes straight to the pipe. <sighs> Cautionary tale, I guess. But it's it's good to know that he's still inside. There's that little heart that wants to wish you a Merry Christmas. You know, I love that. I, I guess that's a, a way to look at it, but I'm just going to turn the radio next time I hear it. And last one, Brian, yeah. um, I wanted to ask you about maybe Christmas's most famous duet, mm-hmm. which is Baby It's Cold Outside. Oh, yeah. 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 What, uh, you know, that's been remade recently too. I think um, Michael Buble and... And uh, Elsa from Frozen, India Menzel. I sound like John Travolta. Yeah. Anyway, they, they've remade it. Very, uh, any interesting stories about that song? Well, I mean, they, you know, because of the, the meter of the song, uh, they had to change it. Originally, the song was called Bitch, It's Freezing. <laughs> well, Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. <laughs> from Questionable Material. That was questionable material. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast. Make sure to review the podcast. Make sure to visit qmpodcast.com for episodes, show notes, and bonus material. 